What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini go through every single episode. Did I say? <laughs> it's been a while, dude. It's been six weeks. I'm glad you butchered an intro and it wasn't me for once. Pod. 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 Podcast Season 4. I will once again remind everyone to please give us five stars and a review on the Apple Store. Uh, you know, it uh, it's nice it's nice to have. Makes me feel good. Um and uh also, you know, fucking it makes Vince feel good when I do these announcements up top. Isn't that right, Vince? Mm, yeah, I love it. I can tell well established that I love it when you <laughs> waste time before we get to the actual it's not show. really wasting time. You know, I was listening to another podcast and they spent the first five minutes just talking about shirts. They're like, was it the daily with Michael Barbaro? It wasn't <laughs> the daily with Michael Barbaro, but the, what is what a great podcast though. I mean, you've got the news on there and they're never asking for five stars in a review, but they are playing a lot of like ads for weird, uh, like, uh, like hedge funds and shit like that mm. <laughs> or oh, yeah like the goldman sachs podcast or whatever yeah, like yeah. Listen or, to that. or like they'll do like a, a very npr diamond commercial where like there's like <laughs> de beers is you know uh committed to diversity and intersectionality and you're like de beers the diamond what the fuck i know i haven't been introduced yet am i allowed to ask <laughs> yes is it is are those host red ads does michael barbaro read I about wish- like 
I wish it was him, but it's all right. it's actually some. I think it's the same two women who read all of the ads. Uh, so she'll like read stuff for like De Beers. She'll do a whole Facebook ad. She'll do one of those ones that is like, we guarantee we'll get a million extra dollars of productivity out of your business. And I'm like, who do you think I'm? I am listening to this podcast. I'm not someone who has a business where you could squeeze an extra million dollars out of. What do you mean <laughs> extra million dollars? It's um, you know, it's I. I feel like uh, I'm not rich enough to listen to that podcast, but I do it anyway. Ready to find ten million dollars trapped in your business? Salonis, the leader in process mining, is betting its execution management system can find ten million dollars worth of capacity hidden in your company's operation. A diamond is forever. De Beers works every day to build forever, protecting wildlife, supporting ten thousand girls to study STEM subjects. <laughs> Oh, dude. Meeting's over. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Sophia Alexandra. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. So I really appreciate being invited. Well, you know, we just figured, hey, who do we know who watches The Sopranos? And <laughs> who else has a, lot a podcast with really good pun titles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we needed both. We needed someone who understands puns in the title and someone who loves podcasting. And we figured uh, who better than someone who writes for television themselves than uh, Sophia uh, Alexandra. So so tell us, what what are your thoughts? Are you a Sopranos super fan or are you a medium fan? Um, I am a Sopranos fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess... Um, I think I was introduced to it the way every woman has mm-hmm. at the insistence of a man <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, who would not take no for an answer. And then mm-hmm. I'm reader. I married him. Um, <laughs> Ooh, nice. No, Congrats. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. My husband, uh, definitely made me watch it and I, gotta say it was a pretty hard sell because I don't like it when someone's t- like when there's too much cultural discourse about a thing, mm-hmm. yes. I am loath to watch it at the moment because I'm afraid that like I won't have my own like I won't be able to have my own experience of it because I'll have heard so much already. Right, right. And yeah. so um, when I first watched Sopranos, it was at the very, very end, mm-hmm. um, like so that I would know what the finale was about. Again, at the insistence of my husband. And it didn't make any fucking sense. Why did I fucking need to watch any of Sopranos for that fucking finale? No one needed to see any of the Sopranos for that. But I did really enjoy it. And then I watched the show from the beginning. And wow, so complex. So much um, hotness. uh, Mm -hmm. So much heroin use. Yeah. Just a lot. A lot of everything. Suicidal ideation, men going to therapy. What yeah. doesn't it have? <laughs> well, an ending. But other than that. Yes, other than that, everything. You know what it is? It's anti-Italian discrimination. Columbus Day is a day of Italian pride. It's our holiday, and they want to take it away. Fuck them. <laughs> But I never liked Columbus. Oh, hey, hey, what? In Napoli, a lot of people are not so happy for Columbus. Because he was from Genova. What's the problem with Genova? The north of Italy always have the money and the power. They punish the south since hundreds of years. Even today, they put up their nose at us like we're peasants. 
I hate the North. Take it easy. <laughs> I love it so much because, like, the the I love that to Furio. The true victims of Columbus were the Southern Italians. Uh, yeah, like those, yeah, are, exactly. those are the people he victimized the most. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the genocide was bad, but he turned their nose up at us. It like, the whole thing because it's like they have this fucking debate every year about like what Columbus means to like Italian identity, and it's like. When he sailed, Italy wasn't a country. There was no Italian identity. Like they, I mean, and it was the Spanish who sent him over there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Italians kicked him out of his own fucking country. They wanted nothing to do with him because he was like a con man and had blown off like all their investments. The thing that makes drives me nuts every time they talk about Columbus, and I know this is like getting drawn into like a discourse that the show is like openly making fun of, but they always do mm-hmm. this thing where he's just like, oh, well, you know, in the context of his time, like he was fine, like. You know, he was just, he was a great man in the context of his time. It's like, they threw him in jail for being a dickhead during his lifetime. Like, if you get, the people who did the Spanish Inquisition threw him in jail because he was such a prick. And, uh, and, and everybody acts like, oh, no, you know, this is just our modern sensibilities, like saying that he's bad. Yeah, it, it is like, uh, and, and didn't you say, isn't uh, America, isn't uh, Amerigo Ves- what's Amerigo the name Vespucci, of the- yeah. America Vespucci. is named after a different Italian guy. Right. Just like we, I don't understand not celebrating him, but he's our guy. He's the one thing we got. I mean, well, yeah, other than the actual name of America, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But going back to that opening, man, that opening is fucking so fucking funny just because they're, they're all hanging out in front of the pork store doing literally nothing. Yeah, could, could not be contributing less to American society. In fact, if anything, they're badly taken away from it. To, they're to just the sitting point- there gambling on people's license plates. And shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, 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 just tanning themselves, just being fucking just, just louts on, the, on a street corner and they're fucking so, so angry about their pride being wounded. Oh, Massachusetts! Listen, I, I can't stay. I, I just uh, brought Bobby Jr. a couple Xbox games a friend of mine burned for him. Jojo! Hi! Wow! What are you doing here? I made Bobby and the kids some of my chicken marsala. Times like this, I remember when I lost Mikey. It's impossible to think about food, but like the president says, we have to keep going. First of all, so far, so far in this clip, uh, what I loved was... Uh, that she mentions the fact that uh, she had a friend burn some Xbox games for them. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's a little there's a little bit of pride in her voice there, and, I, and to be honest, I'm proud of her too because uh, you know that's not it's not an easy feat, you know, back in the that day. That was hard you know? to do. It was not as easy as fucking music. I'll tell you that much. No, you needed a whole, there's a whole rigmarole you got to do. No, yeah, games. you had to have a guy who could burn games. It was. Uh, it, you know, so you know she's got the hookup, and I and that tells that. you a little something about Janice. Like this is. She's like she is a good grifter. Like that's yeah. The one thing I wanted to the, the I I had this thought even before we were gonna do the podcast, and uh, this episode just really reinvigorated it with me. It's like I'm I'm looking forward to the Many Saints in Newark, but the prequel yeah. I want is Janice. Janice goes yeah. to fucking India and then goes I know. to Seattle. I want to see like, fucking Pravati yeah. in India. I want to see that's my. 
That's my Emily in Paris. Pavati in India. India. I want to see the Harpo custody battle. Harpo. She brings up Harpo. This (laughs) child she fucking abandoned in a later scene where she's trying to like, she's trying to like talk about what a good, what, how hard it is to be a parent. There's some fucking French guy on the sucking dick on the streets right now in Montreal for those fucking bagels. And it's all because she, she left. He just wants some sesame seed little fucking bagels. And he's blowing some guy at the Mount Royale Park. And, and it's like, and she, yeah, she's the best. What stood out was just how fucking beautiful Janice. Like, you she's see amazing. her at her most sociopathic. Yeah. yeah. Even more, this is, she is more evil here than when she murdered Richie Aprile. It's right. not yeah. even close. Yeah, no, or she, she, she stole was justified. Svetlana's leg and right. shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so, this is, she's in fucking rare form here. Because mm-hmm. she was yeah. so good. This is almost motiveless. Like, her whole motive is that uh, she found out that Bobby, like, genuinely loved his wife and she was like, I want to possess this man. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And her right. way to it's do that ticket. is to, like, is, is doing the classic sociopath thing where you just mimic what normal humans do. And, right. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. so, and still and still cut corners because right. that's the thing she's she's still cutting corners on normal human shit for example she decides to uh claim carmela's lasagna as her own awesome. and then in order to like try to get junior to see you know that bobby is still a good worker she takes jojo's uh fucking yeah. whatever she chicken marsala over. chicken marsala yeah and decides and so- to Claim only, that as hers. <laughs> not only that, but verbatim says yes. the exact same direction as JoJo says to Bobby, mm-hmm. but to fucking Junior and Murph. She's like, yeah. you have egg noodle. Like verbatim, yeah. line for line, just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, um, my question there, I feel like I missed the part. They, they didn't show the part where Janice actually like got the... The lasagna, the lasagna. from yeah, Carmela. No, like we saw Carmela making some sauce that Tony tastes. Yeah, you don't see it, but it's clearly like... She's yeah. running a fucking po- uh, a fucking lasagna Ponzi scheme, <laughs> she really you know, where she's just like taking pe- taking shit from everyone and well, just pretending she can cook. Ponzi so, was um, an Italian immigrant, so I have to imagine yeah. that he was running lasagna and ziti before he ever got Absolutely. into. Absolutely. So, can I just say, as a Jew, I'm so glad that Ponzi existed uh, because yeah. <laughs> you know that that would be named like a Goldberg scheme. Crazy. Yeah. You know what? I never even thought of that. That's yeah. one of the biggest upsets in history. Yeah. The Ponzi scheme is not named for a Jew. Yeah. That's like one of the big feathers in the Italian cap to take that from Jews. We got him. We got him. Some people were doing like hardcore rewatches during the quarantine. Uh, and then some people were just picking up on shows that they just, you know, hadn't seen or like I finally got around to seeing Game of Thrones and shit like that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm... I'm a weird case where I just love, I love to re, I like to watch the same show over and over and over again. Uh, so, you know, uh, this is, I don't even know. It's probably the same thing that makes you love chain restaurants, like going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same you know, thing. getting that blooming onion and yeah, Tony yeah. Roma's, T- that's your Tony place. Roma's right. and Red Lobster. Those are my place, dude. I mean, just yeah. like, I, I, I like the stability of knowing exactly what I'm going to get every time. Comfortable little booth. You know, if they played the Sopranos at Red Lobster, I'd never leave. <laughs> Yeah, you know? return to Cheddar Bay. Exactly, so dude. Good. I <laughs> yeah. feel like that might be a uh, lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, it, yeah. how so? 
Ah, just you know, it's a TVMA, and and Red Lobster is uh, is a fam it family a place. family restaurant. Yeah. Everybody yeah. said like while like like the closed caption of Ralph Cifaretto saying she was a whoer. Yeah, show yeah. Up on your TV, and you have to explain <laughs> yeah. it to your children. <laughs> Mommy, what's a whoer? <laughs> well, it's called it's a New Jersey term for disposable person. <laughs> Ralph is bad. He's a very bad man. Yeah. It means bukiak in Medigan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. I uh, love learning some some great uh, Italian American slang. But uh, yeah, let's let's let's. <laughs> yeah. It's like what words did I learn from the Sopranos? Let's see. I learned cunt. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Three three different versions of the N word. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Five, five different versions of idiot. And uh, there's like there's like they have. S- it's basically it falls into three categories. It's uh-huh. misogynistic slurs, racial slurs, and food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I As mean, said in like parts of Naples, parts of Sicily. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe Calabria. If there's like a character that's introduced as Calabrian, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I feel like they're, you know, the same way that, like, the Inuits have... I like that you pronounce Calabria like people from New Jersey pronounce I'm Mario. I'm saying it Ma- like the Mario. guy that played power forward for, the, for UNC in, like, the 90s, the Dante Calabria. That's how it... Oh, okay. I'm going to say a okay. bunch of things wrong in this. Everybody... Well, like, that's fine. I, I'm going to call it the Sopranos instead of the Sopranos at some point, like, because I'm... I know that that's how. Wait, which is the right the way? Sopranos? Or no, you're saying it the right way. Sopranos. I'm saying it the way that everybody I grew up with said it. Yeah, you guys have like weird A sounds. Then. That's like the that's the main thing that I noticed from Jersey is that they they depart. Like you guys say Mario instead of yep. Mario, and then uh, I I knew a girl from Jersey whose name was Tara, but she was like, no, nobody from California can say it right. It's actually Tara. And I was like, oh, so I gotta like do a Jersey yeah, accent yeah, to yeah, say yeah, your yeah. name. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, Tara. Hey, Tara. I, I love I your nails. Does the same thing with the name Laura, and I was like, I've said it many, many times. Like, you're just from Maryland. It's yeah. like, you don't have like I don't have to be from Maryland to say your name. Yeah, hey, yeah. Laura. Yeah, we're going over to the freaking. <laughs> freaking wawa later i think when you got to do the, are, the are pennsylvania you, you just like put your you put your lip up in the middle of your mouth and you can't say any of the consonants right yeah you're doing the mayor of east town now is that is yeah that that's the, right uh, a mirror is that mayor is that mayor's accent yeah, that's mayor i find it distracting i watch that show and i'm just like i want them to avoid the words with the accent it's I, like I, the it only selling me. point that's the was, selling point it, yeah absolutely it's when they say yeah. whom I, w- I watched a fight the other night that was being called by someone from Pennsylvania, and one of the fighters was named uh, Jerome Hands of Stone Featherstone. Oh, no. So I was like, <laughs> Jerome Hands of Stone Featherstone is going for another takedown there. Oh, geez, he's back up against the fence. <laughs> I have that with uh, with baseball players a lot and just fearing that, like, Jose Marmalejos will get traded to the Orioles. <laughs> you know, like, it could happen. It's a mm-hmm. game, like, you don't have any job security, yeah. like, if they need outfield depth, and then, like, the next thing you know... He's like all these guys, are like we got to get Marmalejos going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, uh, it's fun. It's fun. We have fun. Oh, Jean Philippe, I called you five times. Guess what? Say, uh, message machine broken. <laughs> nice crib. Was that the uh, Berber carpet? You fucking avoiding me, motherfucker? Where's my money? Oh, what are you gonna cry now, huh? Stand up, you frog-eating fudge-eating I will fuck you up, man. A few minutes later. I want my money. I just told you, I don't have it. Well, when are you going to get it? I don't know, okay? I have a daughter who needs braces. Listen to me, I don't have it right now. You fucking French fucking lion cocksucker. <laughs> my earring. I want my money. Fuck you. 
That was very much like the big Lebowski. But my girlfriend <laughs> lost her toe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Artie is such a tragic and pathetic figure. He's got really huge like incel energy <laughs> huge it's incel energy so bad it's yeah. like he's like i'm a nice guy yeah i yeah. put two nice tokens in now i get one french 20 year old pussy out <laughs> <laughs> the rules <laughs> and it's so fucked up yeah. and upsetting oh, it's like yeah. that's not you're not nice you're yeah. not nice fucking make your wife not feel like she's your fucking yeah right uh, I love that the idea of him being like, if I don't get the pussy, then I'm pressing the coin return back and getting my nice back. And by that, I mean being a cunt to everyone. And she's just playing him so well. The thing where she's like, oh, I'm getting so fat because of your gnocchis. And then she shows the him her- she's giving me a belly. Yeah, shows him her belly. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a belly. And, just, and, then, and he's just like openly horny on Maine for her. He's just looking at her like, mm. And she's like, <laughs> and just- fucking playing him so good like a fucking fiddle i have a cd for you (laughs) i love she's like i have a compact disc it is bad music that i got for free um uh what was happening at the time that this particular episode came out oh that's right yeah i think what you mean is Mm -hmm. that uh in order to evaluate uh art you must have its cultural context gotta have it um and for that, we go to, you know, the Remember When machine. Wop, wop, daddy, daddy, bop, bop, shoo, bop. Remember then, 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 then. Remember Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> yeah, so some of the headlines uh, that were happening. Um, New York Post, oil stocks get nice lift from the president. Um, mm. Yeah, when Bush asked the UN to go after Iraqi President Saddam Hussein earlier this week, <laughs> oh fuck! The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell more than two hundred points, but the oil index rose. Coincidence, dude! Crazy. Pure coincidence. Yeah, it's funny. God or coincidence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that we've this is our first uh, post nine eleven episode that we've done of the Supremes. Yeah, and uh, you know, like before, I feel like the. The the headlines are mostly like quaint and nostalgic, and then this is where they go to like actively making you angry most of the time. So yeah, I I feel like all of the headlines uh have now like uniformly uh they're all going to be just manufacturing consent. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. from now on, we're just gonna see like headlines about what wars we should get into and mm-hmm. and the money that we can make from them, and like uh it's gonna. Shit's going to get really weird in the Remember When machine for a while, dude. Yeah. (laughs) This eagle's place is in the sky. General tells Bush, we're ready to smack Iraq. We go to uh, the New York Times for our latest, uh, you know, update on saber rattling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Build up leaves U.S. nearly set to start attack. (laughs) We almost have enough to invade a third world country. (laughs) (laughs) The commander of the U.S. forces in the Persian Gulf says his troops are ready for war with Iraq when and if President Bush gives the order. Uh, we really weren't fooling anybody with, you know, uh, this whole buildup to the war. We spent six months being like, "We, you better not make us do war to you. You better not make us do it. Why are you bombing yourself? Why, why are you bombing yourself, huh? Let the eagle soar. 
The Bush administration has begun to monitor Iraqis in the United States in an effort to identify potential domestic terrorist threats posed by sympathizers of the Baghdad regime. I think it's just an early foreshadowing of the Patriot Act where they're like, uh, you know, we might, uh, we might be doing some stuff right now, but don't worry about it. We might listen to your phone calls a little bit. You know, get a RICO case on some people trying to do prayers. President Bush, speaking in Bucharest, welcomed Romanians into the NATO alliance and the campaign against terrorism. They, we can use uh, their gypsy tears for uh, make a smart bomb. So, so this, this is when the U.S. is still like building the the Great Coalition. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting all our homies together: Gambia, Namibia, fucking Romania, uh, you know, Herzegovina. All my homies hate Iraq. Headline, I'd fry bin Laden. Uh, Rudy Bear's Slay Wish, a new book. Uh, Slay Wish? (laughs) (laughs) If Osama bin Laden is ever apprehended, Rudy Giuliani wants to be the one who ends the terrorist life. If you catch this guy, very, bin very, Laden. very brave of him to share that, you know, <laughs> yeah. in circa 2002, you know, just being like, hey, just so everyone uh, knows, uh, I would like nothing more than to uh, execute Osama bin Laden. What? Did yeah. he say that? Rudy, calm down. We got an article in the Times, Rumsfeld redraws war plans. Uh, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld said today that he had ordered the military's regional commanders to rewrite all of their war plans to capitalize on precision weapons, better intelligence, and speedier deployment. That way, he said, the military could even begin combat operations on less notice and with far fewer troops than thought possible, or even wise, before the September 11th attacks. So, uh... Yeah, should have maybe listened to that impulse. So I chose this next story just because, well, it was really, really random, but it it did have modern allusions to modern times. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is in the New York Times for some reason, but it's about San Jose. Uh, Rooting for rain and for relief from feral pigs. What? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. It has been raining cats and dogs here for two days, and people are here are glad. Maybe this means it will finally stop raining pigs. The hope... Is that the pigs will head back to the hills, said Lindsay Wolf, who lives in California Maison, a condo development at the south end of town. Now that we have rain, people are waiting it out and hoping for the best. For the last few months, the condominiums and nearby neighborhoods have been under siege by marauding wild pigs. Dude, think about any of the headlines from the past, I don't know, 500 days in this country, present time. Have you seen one be like, well, the residents are kind of upset <laughs> because all the pigs around. There's, there's too many pigs, dude. Yeah. They're, fuck, they're fucking up the vibe of the neighborhood. <laughs> Just be chill, pigs. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Hungry and thirsty pigs that walk miles for a meal. Huge pigs that outweigh many of the people who live there. Abundant bands of pigs that enjoy nothing more than gouging the succulent lawns and, when stuffed, making more pigs. I'm sorry, but are they talking about our our listeners? Because this feels they're talking about the piggies. These I mean, are these these are the famished, ravaging hogs that listen no. to this wonderful podcast. Our listeners are more like industrialized piggies, where they just mm. they wait patiently for their slop when it comes into That's the little true. trough. trough. Yeah, these yeah. are like the feral hogs that you need to protect your wife with with your yeah. uh, AR forty fifty AR fifteen. One of those things. Yeah. Um, Damn. The grass is torn up 100 feet from my door, Mrs. Wolf said. 
There's a big gravel area to the side, but they're not interested in that at all. They go right for the lawn. <laughs> I built it for them. <laughs> they haven't touched any of the gravel. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Almost everyone who cares about the city's reputation is fed up with pig talk. It's not something we will answer questions about, said a spokesman for Compass Management Group, the property managers for California Maison. And that's so funny. We're done. No further questions. (laughs) Can somebody please ask me about my sex scandal for once? Right. I am so tired of fucking every (laughs) night and day we're talking about the piggies. There's a war building up and people just want to talk about the feral hogs. I got to say, I'm weirded out that their whole thing is like, uh, you know, we uh, luckily it's it's raining. You know, I'm like, but don't pigs, pigs love mud? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do they think the pigs, the rain will get? I, I like pigs. to think there's a small pocket of San Jose where everyone's fucking stupid. And there's no like, there's no one who understands pigs at all. And they just see the rain. And even the journalists are like, maybe the rain come down. Like, pig go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're completely cut out from the outside world. There's a giant yeah. wall. <laughs> so they're just like, I mean, I read that they hate the rain. Cause My the rain uncle said rain pig went away from his house. So we figured. <laughs> Why, why not do they go outside and they scoop a handful of dirt and they're like it's pretty dry here come them pigs here come them pigs it's pig weather this is pig weather it's too it's dry, dry out, out here, here. <laughs> yeah, it's pig, it is pig dry <laughs> oh well that's a that's a delightful story from 2002 yeah A horse is a horse, of course, of course. The mafia swarms the club crazy horse. Tony, of course, steals Ralphie's horse, whose name is Pi, oh my. Janice enforces Junior's course, reminds Bobby he used to be a workhorse. Bobby this off, well, I guess they go visit the, the horse first, right? The Tony and Carm. Yeah, and Tony and Carm go visit a horse. Uh, they visit Pile My. This is Carm's first time meeting it, and they're like petting its snout, and they introduce introduce it to his uh, goat friend and everything. <laughs> and Dude, um, what a what a detail to add! I know, I know that the right? horse has a best friend that's a goat. <laughs> I know, and everyone just sees it and understands instantly. Carm's like, "What's the deal with the goat?" And Tony, the yeah. murderous mobster is like that's the horse's friend (laughs) and everyone's like yeah okay yeah that's beautiful but only and that was only put in there to make everything so much worse later on yeah yeah i mean that's just an irresistible form of cuteness and like we've said before that the sopranos is so ahead of the cultural curve like this came out decades before the animal best friend twitter accounts that mm-hmm. proliferated everywhere and uh right i can't get enough it's, of animal best friends like that's uh oh, yeah. you know. there's also a cgi spider in the corner who writes little messages in the web <laughs> 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 and someday the goat's gonna go to the big city with the help of a horse and a spider <laughs> not for oh. nothing though that that pig could really hurt some sheep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll do. He the goat a pig. <laughs> it was dry out that season in the, yeah, the, yeah. the pig went to the big city. It was a dry season, so. <laughs> it rained so much, the pig had to go into the city 
in search of dry land. It was looking for that dry dirt that pigs love. Oh, my oh, God. That's amazing. He oh. hit asphalt and that pig thought to himself, my God, it's dry dirt as far as the eye could see. And the rain came down, washed the spider out. The horse was sad. <laughs> So we had to set the whole place on fire. <laughs> oh, man. It was too wet oh, in there. I set it on fire so there'd be some dry dirt <laughs> for the pig. <laughs> oh, God. We're trying to dry out the barn with the fire. Next thing you know, we got to destroy the horse. <laughs> Terrible episode wants to fuck a married mob boss which uh yeah you're gonna get some psychos in that <laughs> you're gonna get psychos it's true it is definitely that that's that's truer words vince um but but yeah like, this living with someone who's doing pranks all the time like there's there's a few I things i that, can't think of a worse fate <laughs> yeah especially these types of pranks where it's like there's zero thought behind these pranks yeah it's yeah like, no what is in front of me that will ruin the next minute of your life i'll do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and really is like uh, proto YouTube shit. Like it reminds yeah. me of one of my favorite prank videos uh, from the internet. It's an early prank video of a guy, a British guy, pulls up his sunglasses and he's about to start a vlog, and then his roommate just slaps him in the face, <laughs> and he says, "I can't believe you've can't done, believe this. You've done <laughs> this." And uh, it's it's one of the like. It's not even, a, it's like, is this a prank? Was this an assault? What just happened? My, but, fa- oh, my, man. Fa- my favorite was, uh, it was like a high school prank. And mm-hmm. it was like, clearly these kids are in like their video productions class. And they're like interviewing uh, this black kid and right next to like this, like one of those big trash cans with the lid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a guy oh, pops yeah. out of it with a mask on and without even thinking, the black kid just turns and fucking decks him right in the face. And, right in the face. And he falls back inside the trash can and the lid closes. And I still remember <laughs> like yeah. the top comment on it, which was, haha, he went back inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like the 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 most base lizard brain reaction, like in terms of comedy, where it's just like uh, that is caveman funny shit. Yeah, where you're just like, well, you went back in the All best. Right. Also, you try like, to go out, you go back in. The oh, best no. thing that could ever happen in a prank video is that the prankster gets knocked out. Like those are the like yes. the ones yes. that are my favorite that I always remember. Especially That's in a that, serial like yeah. that where it's like the man, his response was reasonable. His yes. response to punch the thing coming out of the trash <laughs> yeah. can. No. no one is allowed to be mad at him for that. No. Not a not. jury in the world would convict him. <laughs> no. And no. he looked like he felt terrible about it, but that was just his like <laughs> yeah. gut level like, oh my God. That, yeah, that guy has some like uh, fucking lightning fast like emotional synapses where it goes from <laughs> fear to punch to sorry like immediately. Um but yeah, I actually I have a clip of them uh uh meeting Valentina um and then her pulling her first prank. Fuck this horse whispering shit. Tony Valentina. Valentina Tony Soprano. And this my chiquita banana is pie oh my. She's beautiful. There's no stopping this horse. She's going to go all the way to the breeders. I also like that uh, Ralphie cannot help doing racism to anyone that he's with <laughs> or means. Come here, Suck. I think I have something in my eye. Let Dr. Ralphie have a look. The fuck? <laughs> I can't believe you did this to me. 
Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> well, yeah. as, long as, we, as long as you brought up Ralphie, um, there's another um, very important part of this episode that I think mm. we need to discuss, yes. which is it features yet another of the basically history's most horrific sex scenes ever depicted <laughs> on, in any medium, yes. starring Janice Soprano. I don't think this one quite rises to the level of her um, dalliance with Richie April when mm-hmm. uh, during their uh, sexual role play he holds sure. a gun to her head. Uh-huh. But this one is really something as well. I mean, because it, it, it makes explicit Ralphie's sort of like uh, his, his he tops from the bottom and uh-huh. this whole sort of like pegging thing. <laughs> and I watched this episode I like again. I have, to, I have to, I must reiterate, I watched this episode with my parents. So when she's like uh, fucking him with a vibrator and just saying, and he's like, put me back on the street, baby. And she's like, your mama's little tramp, mama's little hua. <laughs> it's just, it is... Man, like yeah, like the the, the end of her and uh, Ralphie's relationship in this episode is extremely oh, funny. So I their, had a, it, their arc is perfect. So I had a question about you know the detail. So you know she's pegging him in the beginning of that scene, uh, and you hear the vibrator sound, um, and then he gets a call from Ro. Uh, and the Rocky theme plays right. uh, while he's getting fu- <laughs> while he's getting that's fucked in the good, ass. That's such a good detail. That's it's such a, a perfect good detail. detail. It's so funny. Okay, so what I'm interested in is is uh, he gets a phone call from Ro, and Janice turns over under the covers, and the vibrator is still going on. Oh, and uh, as like my my wife pointed out, um, like her, I, I, my interpretation initially was just that she hadn't figured out how to like turn it off yet, and she pointed out like, oh no, uh, Janice is pleasuring herself with uh, the dildo or with the vibrator oh, that she no. just oh, pulled out of shit. Ralphie's no, ass. No. 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 I would just assume it was still up his ass. Yeah, I would assume that. I thought that's where we were going with this. This is really funny. Actually, I'd never noticed this part before, before watching it, uh, before um, today's episode. But like, okay, so Ro calls him on the phone and he's like, yeah, 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 I'll take care of that. Like, okay, like I'm coming now. I'm coming over. I'm coming over now. Yeah. And then like, like, like as he gets on the phone, uh, uh, Janice says throughout me of their relationship, she says, we're so wacky. We're so (laughs) wacky. We're so (laughs) wacky. And like, that fucking killed me. Oh, Oh my god. It's such a sociopathic like <laughs> so perspective. Wacky. We're so yeah. wacky. Wacky is not at all what's happening here. It's like no, that, it's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like like fuck the moral implications of like cheating. It's like not only are you cheating, but you're you're continually fucking him in the ass <laughs> with the vibrator as he's on the phone with his girlfriend. Wacky is the perfect way to describe I f- it. I feel We're like- so wacky, and like, and Ralphie's so sprung for it. Like that. I mean, later in the episode, there's gonna be, I think like an even. I mean, not even funny. Like a really, a really terrible scene where he just dumps Row. Yes. Like he just, he just really, just like, just because he's like he, and then he like because he, he has some. He's like, he's like, we can be free. We can be in the open. We can just. It's only sex from now on. It's like, oh, it's just Ralphie is such a creep. It is just yeah. he's well, and really a, a singular character on and, on, on and the And he's show. completely mm-hmm. misinterpret misinterpreted what yeah. Janice likes about him to begin with because he's he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, exactly, now we can just. He's, now we can be a regular couple. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> now we can have no emotional connection whatsoever and you just fuck me in the ass and pretend you're my pimp. And like, she's in therapy, like complaining about this very thing. Because yeah, what she likes about him is 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 that she likes that they're, they're, that they're so wacky. She yeah. likes their, their wackiness. She likes the, the sociopathic nature of mobsters in general. And like, 
you know, breaking up with a girl yeah. to to get right with the mistress is like that's too good for her, you know. And I, I love the scene of Janice and her and her therapist where she's oh, like yeah. she's talking about this, you know, I'm not giving devils you know, all the full details I would imagine, but she just goes like, you know, I, I this goes back to my family and my mother and father and I yes. had no love and support and I was shamed for being artistic. Yeah, and I like I, have a, I like that the therapist in that scene is doing the same thing that the uh um the uh what the 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 dateline nbc guy does whenever he seems like where he seems like he's kind of getting off on people talking mm-hmm. about murder yes. like janice is like oh this all goes back to my mother and my father and the therapist is like yes yes, yes. go on <laughs> i actually i have a i have a clip of that the last time that you dated a friend and colleague of your brother's he left you flat disappeared into the witness protection program which brings me back to my childhood and my mother and my father. Now we're talking. Where I had no <laughs> now love we're talking. and no support. <laughs> and where I was shamed and ridiculed for being artistic. The hell mm-hmm. I know. The work is to make new choices that have nothing to do with old patterns. I wanted Sandy. I, 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 I do. God give me the strength. <laughs> she will. Oh, she will. Sorry. She will. She will. They're scumbags in different ways. Like they all hate women, but it shows how they all hate women differently, which (laughs) is like appreciated because, you know, like most of them just hate women kind of the normal, (laughs) the polite way, you know, they're constantly cheating and, you know, kind of talking down to them and whatnot. But then some are like Ralphie and uh, they dislike women. So they uh, sexually need to be humiliated by them. So So it's a bottom from the top. Bottom from the top, dude. We, okay, so Which if we're going to go into that, yeah. like, I feel like she got it backwards. Isn't he topping from the bottom? Um, No, because he's bottoming. He's bottoming. Yeah, like, he, so he's in he's, control. Yeah, he's bottoming, but he's in control. So he's actually, he's the top while he's bottoming, no? No, but he's bottoming because he's being penetrated. So yeah, that's like exactly. The, the, yeah, so he's, he's bottoming from he's, the top, right? Oh. Wait, topping from the he's bottom? He's topping from the... Because he's on the bottom, but he's actually the top. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. It's hurting my head a little bit. My brain hurts. <laughs> I'm trying to... Th- it's like a math problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, who, who is top? And why is... What is definition of transitive property of bottom? If a, um, if a top leaves Cleveland at 845 going... <laughs> when does he bottom? <laughs> yeah. What time will the top bottom if he's going 60 miles per hour in that butthole? Yeah. Um, How long will it take to rub his dick raw with a cheese grater? <laughs> yeah. Greatest line. Which, yeah. pretty incredible. Like, the the amount of, like, uh, kind of kink shaming that goes on in this episode is, to me, is the perfect amount. It's the most appreciated. Because, like, in general, obviously, in real life, I would never be so crass as to kink shame someone. Um but I do feel like we've come to a point in the kink shaming conversation where it's like, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but some people's kinks are weird and funny. highlights of my life was uh, a girl on tinder we matched and it was like you know sometimes i'll, I'll sometimes i'll get undeserved 
pussy from people that like I, I'm very famous in like in in like for two percent of people they think I'm really famous, right? Like very specific mm-hmm. internet people don't understand I'm not. I'm just a podcaster who has like mm-hmm. a bunch of Twitter followers. But for a certain subset of people, that's real fame. This girl we matched and she came over and I, I assumed she's like, oh, she must be some like online obsessed person that just wants to fuck because she like you know likes podcasts she had never heard of she had no idea who i was didn't know i did comedy and it came up in the conversation and she was like oh yeah i really like the sopranos but i can't watch it because it because tony reminds me too much of my dad and i just started doing some math and i was like oh dude oh by fucking freud if we're getting freud in here she, she, fuck, her dad is Tony Soprano. She wants to fuck me because I remind her of Tony Soprano, mm-hmm. who then reminds her of her dad. Oh, man. I, it was the big, greatest compliment I'd ever, and at the time, <laughs> this was mid, this was like right when we first opened up getting pussy during the quarantine. This was like May or something. And I was like fatter than I am now. My hair was literally like at, at Tony Soprano length. I'm growing my hair out. So it was like this weird little fucking half. You know, like, and I was like, oh, I just had a mustache. My pictures were just me grilling meats, shirtless, fat as shit. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. This I'm putting out some shit. This is the best fucking compliment of my life. That's that amazing. This girl with daddy issues, I sort of, by the transitive property, remind her of Tony Soprano. Oh, I had the opposite experience where I dated this girl who kept saying she had a Jew fetish, and then, but she also kept hitting me. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I, when I went to her, her apartment, uh, her room was filled with posters of Jerry Lewis, and I knew that like, oh, no. she, yeah, she, her fetish was for like pathetic Jewish men <laughs> yeah. who she could humiliate, and so it was. She's like, "Can you cross your eyes when you fuck me?" Please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, when you come, can you say, "Gloriam"? The thing is to keep knocking on the door without going in right away. You gotta poke the perimeter and tap on the gate until she's out of her fucking mind and begging. Then you own that shit. That pussy's yours. <laughs> I think she's ready. <laughs> we shall know forsooth. We shall know forsooth. So we get to a scene in which uh, AJ and Devin are making out and... Uh, and it, to it's the, one of my f- to the sweet strains of D'Angelo. I was just yeah. gonna say that to me was such a perfect detail. Yes, yes, it was. How does it feel? That's, I mean, that's great because, like, I, like I gotta give him respect for that because if that was high school me, I would have been playing like some sort of smooth ska band and thinking it was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just lost played my corn. virginity to the Vandals. Oh hell yeah! Oh wow! Which song? Which album? Ape drape. No one oh. wanted. <laughs> no one wanted that. <laughs> My God, did we date in high school? <laughs> this was in college. Uh, okay. I was seventeen. It was my freshman year, and boy, mm. Mm. good times. Good times. Hitler, bad I, vandals. Uh, good. Josh Free, still the best drummer out there. I lost I, my virginity to um, deafening silence. <laughs> I lost mine to whale sounds. Really? You yeah. fucked the whale? Yeah. She had, you, she had a tape of, fu- of, of, of you, like... You fucked, you fucked Justin Halpern's mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just catching strays. Anyways. Um, yeah, no. So they're playing D'Angelo. Uh, and the greatest thing ever is Carmela shows up and asks him to turn down the music. 
and AJ's got a boner and he's <laughs> he's doing the boner walk, which is yeah. um a beautiful little detail. Maybe that's you know, why uh yeah. Janko pants were invented was to was to hide, hide boners. boners. Interesting. I never actually considered that. You can that's smuggle actually... a lot of boners in Janko. It makes You're... sense because back then also mm. everybody wore boxers. Mm. Yeah. So you couldn't even like properly tuck your boner up if you needed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was you just it was had a... to fucking hide it in the full in the fabric, you know, otherwise. <laughs> it was a nightmare. God, boners came so easily back then. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It's just like you know, I mean, I still get them, but it's just like back then I was afraid of them. Yeah. They would just show up. And if, you just like, no. th- if you just thought about not having a boner, you would get a boner. You would get a boner thinking about your dick. <laughs> you think about your own dick and get a boner. God, life was so cool. Hey, Vince. Hey, Matt. As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s. And he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it, he says he's even stronger, has more stamina and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife made the same change and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash pod yourself, mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He is happy to just openly talk about uh, the mafia with outsiders um, because it might get him pussy. No respect for the idea that this whole thing is supposed to be, you know, hush. hush It's all built on silence and never talking about the mafia. And then like the very next generation is like, yes, I will sell out my entire family for one crumb of pussy. Yeah. And then he's like so insecure that he can't capitalize on the fact that she's slumming with him. Like he could have totally gone with that. Like he never like he didn't quite realize that she was slumming and he could have played that to the hilt, but he was too busy uh, feeling insecure. Like he was like, he was a mob boss. He right. was, he was he, like when she was kissing him saying, Ooh, I'm some gangster guy's girlfriend. Like he still saw them as like, not even as equals. He was like, yeah, we're both rich, but I'm also gangster. And yeah. now he, she, he's realizing that she's slumming and that she is, you know, dating someone way beneath her. I have it, a different yeah. take on it. Oh. I think to me, I feel like um AJ's there's like to me there's two layers. Like one is that um AJ's whole thing is he doesn't have an identity. Yeah. And that is a thing that is his whole journey throughout the entire series. Totally. He's just doesn't have an identity and he tries to find one constantly and he yes. just can't. And it's like pretty pathetic to watch him struggle. And he doesn't yeah. believe in himself and his parents didn't give him any tools to like learn uh-huh. to find out who he is. Right. Yeah. So he's just kind of like fucked altogether. He's never even been in a place where he had to try hard because he's kind of a mediocre kid. And that's mm-hmm. fine. That's you can have mediocre abilities in a billion things and then find out something you're great at. Right. That's exactly. how life works. Exactly. You're mostly mediocre at most things and just great at a couple or one. Right. Or you end so, up just liking something and you go, oh, I could do this. But he's never Yeah, and by really great, I guess, I mean, thing. just even the joy. Like yeah. any kind of pleasure, any kind of a sense of like goodness, he's never found that. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, with this whole like, playing the dangerous kid in this rich school he was like oh i do have an identity here i'm like someone special my special thing is this thing even if i don't know that much about it right it's like but that sets me apart right and i think when he realized oh she's rich too it's like well now i'm uncomfortable Uh, i'm not special and then he finds out she's even richer than him so now in his mind she's the special one and he's the ordinary one yeah and i think what that leads me to is my second point which is power Mm. and i think what's really sad and kind of like 
awful about him as a person uh-huh. is that he can only really be in relationships with women when he feels like he has power over right. them. Right. Yeah, he's mm. blind to what he's lucked into in this situation because he doesn't have the power anymore. Yeah. And yeah, and, and he just and, doesn't, yeah. he's not able to find, I bet you he couldn't get hard after that. Yeah. Like I think that's what that boner thing was too in the beginning. Now, is, now oh, he's walking I'm around. Dangerous. And now he's unimpeded. like, ugh. I don't yeah. want to fuck you because like it was only fun and cool for me when I had the power. Yeah. yeah. And like now you sucked all the blood out of my boner. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got no, it's sad dick now. I, I think you're right. I, I in this, uh, this episode, he starts off with two, um, not non earned identities. You know, he has, he starts off with two identities that were gifted to him, uh, by his family, one being the mafia, two being money. And he ends with neither because he realizes he doesn't have as much money as he thought he did come at least compared to Devin. And it ends with them saying, uh, Hey, how come your dad doesn't have all that stuff? And he's like, I don't know. So he like, he's like, also my dad is, Part of the trash mafia, I guess, because, uh, you know, like he's, literally because he's in waste management. He's literally in waste management. But uh, yeah, that, I think that's a, a, an excellent and astute point, which is a rare thing that we have on this podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to edit it out. And uh, how dare you? That's fair. No. That's- my bitch, my hoe, my hoe, my bitch, my bitch, bitch. What? The joke? Huh? You want to back me up? My bitch, my hoe, my hoe, my bitch. My bitch, my hoe, my hoe, my bitch. My bitch, bitch. What? My bitch, bitch. What? My bitch, bitch. This was impressive because uh, this actually made me feel sorry for the FBI informant, which... That's, really yeah it did like because I, I was i was like imagining having to hang out with the, <laughs> these two like a fucking junkie and his shitty mob girlfriend uh who are like uh-huh. fighting and doing you know they're like yeah. doing drugs it, does, it doing... does suck to hang out with a junkie let oh. me tell you <laughs> fuck you bro <laughs> what are you trying to say i was cool as shit when i was a junkie no, you were you were a really fun junkie <laughs> Yeah, I was just just screaming about fast food. You know, I was. Yeah. Chris Moltisanti is a much more um, emotionally fraught junkie than I was. I mean, I was emotional, but uh, I was also like, you know, just trying to kick it, have a good time. Um, I wonder if Christopher's feet stink like yours did. I mean, you know, probably. I don't know. No, I feel like that dude had like a. He he was a junkie, but he definitely like he took a lot of showers, you know. I did then. I did Chris ends up getting robbed um, by uh, some Puerto Rican fellas, and uh, he and he reacts to that robbery in a way that I'm like, 
I, I got to respect like being able to talk back to people who you're buying drugs from who are trying to rob you because mm-hmm. uh, as someone who has been robbed by drug dealers before, not not at gunpoint, um, but at like uh, kind of like insinuated gunpoint uh, where you don't see a gun, but they, you know, are like... Uh, you don't saying, have like, to pull that gun out, sir. You can just have the money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can take the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you the money. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, the way that he's just like, hey, what are you gonna, they're like, what are you going to use this for? And he's like, to fuck your mother or something. No, he's so yeah, that, what are you going to do with this? Move. I'm going to put it in your mother's twat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A bold move because yeah. it's like, man, you know, you got to give him points for bravery. They could have just popped him right there. And yeah. ended it. Like for a statement like that. Yeah, you'd fit instead me? instead he, they just beat him down with a xylophone, which was a really good a really good detail. Touch. <laughs> so funny. Beating it's someone It's great. It's great because that's a humiliating thing to get beat with. <laughs> yeah. It's like so infantilizing and just it's humiliating. Just it's, making doink and clang sounds yeah. while you get your head kicked in. Just hitting you in the head with a triangle and a fucking tambourine. You got a, you got a whole family band there. <laughs> Put this kazoo up his ass. <laughs> Make him play the Star Spangled Banner. Like that is, uh, it's it's beautiful. Christopher, you're bleeding. Stop touching it. Oh my God, baby. Does she think I could get some money? What? <laughs> Who are you? Eddie. Down the park. He's good people, AJ. I took him home. You know, he's all fucked up. And I'm straightening him out. Here's my 30 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. What? Adrian. Get out of my house. Don't stick me on this, man. Get out. What's the matter with you? The guy's my friend. That's your friend? <laughs> That's your friend, dude. That's Eddie. And That's uh, Eddie from the park. But that is the magic of being a drug addict and alcoholic is you can drop us anywhere in the world and we will find the other addicts yes. and be like, hey, where can I score? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like we have a radar or we something. We do. We have this. It's because we all have the same look on our face, which is like, <laughs> where is it? It's the same look. Honestly, it's the same look that the T-1000 had most of the movie when he's yes. just looking for John Connor like mm-hmm. that. That movie, I swear the actor was fucking like he modeled himself after a junkie who's in complete mission mode. My poor father. I I brought some guy home who I had met in a video store. This is how long ago this was. (laughs) (laughs) I was a teenager. And, uh, you know, the next thing I know, we're driving through Marin County with a gun in the back seat, Mm -hmm. and he's running late for his therapy appointment. It was tragic. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was... No, Dad, this is Eddie. It's it's Eddie, you know, from the video store. But that's what I said to my dad, because I brought him home so we could, like, do the drugs that we had got, and this is all happening in the morning. Like, it was in the morning, uh, and I don't know how long I'd been awake for, but, you know, I'm like, this is this is so and so dad. He's a friend of mine from school. I had never met this guy before until I met him at the video store. Yeah. I didn't know this guy. Yeah. He's cool. Leave us alone. That's a great way to introduce people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we first started going out, we made love all the time. Now, because of the drugs. Jesus, is this fucking necessary? Go ahead, John. You can no longer function as a man. Last week when I came home to learn that you had killed our dog, that was the final straw. Oh. 
You killed the dog. What'd you do that for? It was an accident. Oh, what was it, barking? He said, oh, no, I'm <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I fell asleep. She got suffocated or something. Sylvia? <laughs> when I came in to open up one morning, there you were with your head half in the toilet. Your hair was in the toilet water. <laughs> Disgusting. I told you I had this. <laughs> That's that the best. my favorite. <laughs> the disgusting. Uh, I, at my intervention, I woke up. There was not, there was near a single professional there. There was no one who was, <laughs> it was just my friends. Uh, I woke up in the house that I was currently sleeping at at that time. And they were, uh, I, they were all in the living room. And I went, all right, this is it. Huh? We're doing this. <laughs> We're doing the intervention. Um, there was only one guy crying, and he cried the whole time. He's this very sweet man, this guy, Nick. And uh, I remember just looking at him being like, and I didn't say this at the time, but I was like, why are you crying? Yep. No one else is crying. Why are you crying? And I definitely pulled a little bit of a Chris where I pointed out that, sure, I like to do heroin, but you guys drink mm -hmm. every day and sometimes you do cocaine and you smoke weed constantly yeah. and i don't even drink that much i just like heroin <laughs> so how am i any different you and christopher are putting the whole system on trial exactly <laughs> yeah i mean that was great when he christopher started putting everyone on blast who was oh. there because i mean i definitely did a version of that at my intervention where i mean for me personally mine felt I was very much like a wild teen on Maury. Yeah. It felt like everyone was ganging up on me and I was telling like, sit down, sit down. You don't know me. You don't know me. And like, I did have like professionals there. And the thing about, and I knew I was going, I knew like we're, we're smart. You can't pull one. Like they really surprised Chris. And sometimes that is how it worked. But like, like you said, Matt, like you were like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I knew what I was walking into. I had been around people in recovery before. I had been to a meeting when I was 13. Like I yeah. knew the whole fucking deal. So I, but I definitely did that. Like, oh, boohoo, your life is so hard. Yeah, like, right. You want to know what I had to do last weekend to get high? Like, you <laughs> know, fuck yeah. you. You don't even fucking know. Sometimes I feel like I sat on my wife's dog. Sometimes I feel like it crawled there for warmth At least I have Eddie My junkie friend loves me Oh, but says I am Together we're high uh. <laughs> This is gonna be so long I open the door and I see my Carmela I make her some cafe and ignore her son. I have no girlfriend. I need communication. I wanna kiss her, but she my boss wife. And I don't ever wanna see that painting again. I miss my horsey pie, oh my More than my human friends And I don't ever wanna see 
that horse burned again Repaint it so that Anthony Looks like Napoleon yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're a wormy cocksucker, know that? No! I'm just telling you how you're being fucking perceived Just worry about how you're fucking perceived Nobody knows what the future holds my friend you know and uh, <laughs> my favorite line in that is silvio getting mad and going i'm just trying to tell you how you're being fucking perceived like <laughs> which is a great line because no one has ever wanted someone to tell them how they're being perceived because the other person's thing is like look i'm just being devil's advocate about what a how bad of a person you are here uh right. i'm not the bad guy even though all of these observations are coming directly out of my own brain and from nowhere else yeah it's a hard choice of perceived to (laughs) so hilarious yeah (laughs) i mean it's very careful and very consoletti like where he's like i'm not telling you a reflection of the reality of the situation i'm telling you how it could be interpreted by other parties yeah you insult them a little bit i don't know not for nothing yeah um, and yeah, of course, uh, Polly's not hearing it until he randomly decides to go to a wedding of his third cousin or whatnot. Yeah. And he goes there to engineer a situation in which he talks to Carmine, um, right. and goes up to Carmine and Carmine is like, who the fuck are you? And I, what does he say? Oh yeah. Your, your father was run over by a, a milk truck. Trolley. What, what? A trolley. Yeah. By a trolley. <laughs> just the idea where he's like oh the context i have for you is your father was killed by a trolley just like (laughs) the fucking uh, the beauty of adding that to the backstory of paulie i just like expand the paulie universe please yeah you know he's been living that down for his whole life yes (laughs) yeah his like whole life his whole existence is like avoid trolleys it really at rem- all costs it reminds me of my great-grandfather who fell out of the tree while trying to watch a uh, a concert in golden gate park and uh did he die yeah that's how he died and uh, <laughs> sorry also yeah also like a great uncle that i had who was an electrician who like somehow electrocuted himself in a house that he was uh doing that makes on. more sense i yeah. could see that yeah but that's i feel a, like those a- could be polly's family members as well like hey aren't you the guy whose uh father fell out of the tree while he was trying to watch the concert <laughs> yeah yeah let's start with the the our favorite storyline bobby and janice uh so we start out with you see bobby um i guess he's at uh his daughter's soccer game or something like that yeah um and uh, softball but yeah maybe or softball yeah it's some sports game yeah and sports, uh, they're playing sports ball they're playing sports ball i don't like sports am i interesting <laughs> um <laughs> um so he's at the softball game and his daughter goes into uh their car and sees there is a cake uh sitting there and um and i i think it says what does it say happy anniversary babe or something like uh i miss you dead wife or mm. uh uh bro i'm so sad right now this sucks um <laughs> i don't remember and, but yeah something yeah, it yeah something sweet yeah it says something nice and uh and then next you see bobby at karen's grave uh talking to her burying a cake which <laughs> yeah is 
it, I gotta say is the funniest thing for a 300 pound man to do. I feel like it was a missed opportunity visually of just showing him digging. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to see him digging. sweating and yeah. like pr- profusely sweating while he's like, you know, taking a, a, a gardening hoe or whatever to fucking <laughs> to bury a whole see, ass cake. I mean, they took like a overused trope, which is whenever characters talk to their loved ones at the gravesite. I don't know anyone who does this, by the way. Like, this is a weird I'm sure thing. someone does it. Maybe. I've seen it, in, but I've seen it a hundred times in movies and never once in real life, so I kind of feel yeah. like it's a little bit overused. Well, how much time but are you th- spending at fucking, you know, at gravesites, dude? Yeah, exactly. That's my yeah. whole point. But, uh, but yeah, they took it and they made it interesting because they're like, well, what if he buried a cake under the ground like a fucking psychopath? Um, yeah. Also, wouldn't yeah. there be like a groundskeeper being like, "Hey, why you dig yeah. them up on my grass?" Uh, hey, yeah. I, hey, what do you do? I told you once. I told you again. No more berry at the cake. <laughs> yeah. I just put a new sod last week. <laughs> but then again, his wife fair, what's the what's the? I mean, not to get ahead in the story. What's the baked uh, z? What is it? Ziti? Yeah, Karen. Yeah, ziti. Karen Ziti. Her yeah. last Ziti. That's the one thing I wondered. Is like. It, it, it was in the uh, fridge for what? For how long was it in the fridge? Because I looked it up. It, it, I said I looked up frozen seed. How long it could like stay good? It's two yeah. months. Oh okay. wow, two months. So I don't know, like, if if that's the case, this guy's I don't I don't know. To <laughs> defend Bobby here. Yeah, fourteen years of marriage, two months. Come on. <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's let, like, let, let him bury his cake <laughs> yeah let him bury his cake let him grieve a bit sometimes and, you want to uh, have your cake and bury it too you know like you gotta, <laughs> hey, uh. so we have a new segment on the show that i'm starting right now uh and it's called uh who did 9-11 where were you Max, who did 9-11? I mean, Nancy Pelosi. I think absolutely. I, 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 anyone, anyone who's ever done the shallowest of dives on, on the Internet uh, into this knows that. I don't think there's any, any controversy about it. <laughs> oh, wow. This is, a, ooh, this is a bit of a hot potato. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I would suggest everyone check out that video of an Australian guy singing about it. <laughs> Um, but but I'm gonna have to say I I mean it's it's very clearly the Saudi royal government like sure. I think uh, everybody <laughs> everybody is the perfect answer everybody did 911 I, I I accept that Nancy Pelosi did 911 you heard it here first this is now I'm kind of questioning am I just on a 911 conspiracy podcast that somehow yeah. some sometimes they like sugarcoat it with sopranos <laughs> this this George Bush did this Bush did 911 shit is cute but let's be honest you motherfuckers know who was really behind yeah. that shit question Did someone that, fucking tell you something no, i no i know who nothing fucking was it i i literally know nothing who I, was it can, no can one. we get the producer back brent <laughs> who fucking said something nobody Did said I? nobody said nothing it just brent. it's it's a it's part of a, a brent can you assure her real quick that uh nobody said anything I cer- I certainly did not say anything. I apologize for Matt. I yeah. I don't know what he's on, but I, no, I got nobody said. Fucking better kiss your kids a final time tonight, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, in conclusion, kind of sounds like Sophia did nine eleven. So, um.
can, that's can dark. We, sorry, can we? Can I stop for one second? I gotta go yell up, bring my dogs inside because they're driving me fucking crazy. Sorry, okay. one second. <laughs> Podcast. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rind, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. I would swallow my dope, turn it inside out, find nothing, but faith in nothing. What a pretender, hot in a blender, watch it spin round to a pillow oblivion. Rendezvous, and I'm fucking through, yeah, I'm through, I'm through, fucking yeah. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, that uh, that slap. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's it's that's a great track. Um, really, yeah, really, really strong lyric. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you guys now owe me another thousand Americans. Our guest today is Max Collins of the band Eve Six. I'm very happy to have you on for, for multiple reasons. Number one, because uh, listen to your music and love it. And uh, so it's very exciting for me. Uh, but also because um, Vince uh, relayed a story that you had about uh, Stephen Jenkins, lead singer of uh, Third Eye Blind. You know, I toured with with him. Uh, I, yeah, I affectionately uh, call, call him by, by the acronym tgif or the guy from third eye blind now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the first interaction i ever had with him was it you know the first show whatever i don't remember where it was some arena and um and he was like you know telling his tour manager in no uncertain terms that he needed chicks with big tits to uh to to uh stand in the production you know background thing for whatever song they they pulled people up for you know and i think he sort of i think i kind of remember him doling out one one of those maybe seeming compliment but it's but but it's oh, yeah. loaded in some way oh yeah always loaded exactly what that was a consult yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah we have the Fillmore in the Fillmore dressing room uh so i heard you're dating sonia right and and i said yeah and he said pregnant pause you know i fucked her right and and uh and and your reaction was mine i mean you know <laughs> like what else do you do you can just you go know? cool dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Sick, sex man. is sex is We've fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was introduced to him uh because he uh I had a friend or I have a friend, Amelia, who um dated him for a, a little bit because she was like uh she worked at like uh some she was like an event planner. She was basically, uh-huh. you know, uh, AJ Soprano's dream job of event planning <laughs> and had had her uh, had Third Eye Blind booked for a uh, corporate event. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he was in my life. Like, the first time I met him, he came to our, like, small San Francisco Super Bowl party. And mm-hmm. and it was, like, it was, like, literally him and Amelia and me and, like, five other dudes and girls who were, like, and we're, we're all schlubby. Like, we're not, like... We're, we, we're not what I would have considered third eye blind material. You're not Charlize um, Theron. 
during the uh, the halftime show, Beyonce was performing, and we're just like talking about whatever. And at one point, he just goes, "I had a steak with Beyonce once." <laughs> and then we all just kind of were like, oh, oh, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, she puts a one steak sauce on her steak." Yeah, and we we're like, "Cool," and he was like, "Yeah, I know," and we we're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, <laughs> he, was just, he really, he he really, uh, he commands really, a room. He he, he commands a. Room. He really effectively employs the pregnant pause. Oh you know? my god! <laughs> yes, so he's like the yeah. ever clear of conversation. Yeah, exactly. He's very dun 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 da da dun dun with his discourse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soprano season four, episode two, no show. Chrissy gets police crew. Ask Patsy, what do we fight for? Metal says out loud, I want to get out of this. Adriana tells the FBI she can't have kids. So here's your bite of bee. <laughs> Esplanade breaks ground. Ralphie says genies. Mole is 90 pounds. Here's your bite of bee. Meadow wants to go to Europe. Leave university. And Adriana gets flipped. Here's your bada bee. Bada bee stories. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Talk to oh, my no. dick, bitch. Yo, no. this is LA <laughs> Matt. Black, black. Oh. oh, did you freestyle at the end? <laughs> no, no, you can turn it off. <laughs> I forgot to cut that part. <laughs> Oh Wait, really? God. You didn't mean to do that? No. <laughs> oh. Last week's episode, we had the guy from Eve Six on, uh, Max Collins, and we spent a good portion of it uh, just talking about Stephen Jenkins. Um, and I had mentioned that Stephen Jenkins was in my life because uh, he at one point had a relationship with a friend of mine. Well, Amelia, you are that friend. And uh, and also you're a fan of The Sopranos and you listen to this podcast. Oh, this isn't coming as news to her. Uh, yeah, no, you knew. I was you knew drinking about a lot back then. <laughs> Who wasn't? But, I did what? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if you know this, Amelia, but uh, you used to fuck the third eye blind guy uh, for a long time. And this isn't just so like... So long. <laughs> this isn't just like... Like, oh, you guys hooked up one time, like, uh, you know, groupie shit. Like, <laughs> you guys were together for a minute. Like, Are we going to uh, have to start, like, Semi-Charmed Pod to really just get into all these stories? I mean, at Sign this me point... Up. I, yeah, at this point, I think that, like, season four <laughs> the, is going to the be... Theme, a s- the theme song is just going to be like, Pod, 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 <laughs> yeah. Pod. I'm potting, I'm potting, I'm living, I'm potting, I'm living, I pot for me. Uh, <laughs> Said she means a real podcast. <laughs> One motor podcast, she goes pot and she speaks in my butt. All right. Um, well, I'm so happy to be here. I uh, loved Max's episode. Yeah. Um, it was like, I was listening to it and I told you, Matt, that it was like he summoned Stephen's demon. Like oh, when yeah. he did the impression of him and he did the little mouth, like, 
thing. It was, it reminded me of Hereditary and Paymon's tongue click. Uh-huh. Like, I was listening to it and got chills. I was like, he's here. He's yeah, it, it was amazing. He was able to, so I heard you're dating yeah. Sonia. Like, yeah. like, it was this detail that I, I like, I didn't consciously notice until you pointed it out. I was like, yeah, that was what made the impression perfect. Cause he used, he has this, it's a cocky little that he does. Like he just smacks yeah. his, oh, what were your experiences with Stephen Jenkins? Like, well, <clears throat> is he going to sue us now? You, <laughs> no, he's gonna no. Sue all of our poor asses. Um, he I'll tell us. you what <laughs> I, uh, the night I met him, uh, I had hired him for uh, an event I was producing. And after the show, I was with my best friend, Sarah, who you know, Matt, and mm-hmm. he invited us back to his hotel room, which I had booked. So I knew it was the nicest room at the Four Seasons uh-huh. and kind of wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, and he invited us back and said, uh, if you come to my hotel room, I'll order a big chocolate cake. And um that nice. did it for me. I was pretty drunk and hungry. And I, thought, <laughs> I thought that sounded like a good time. We got there and <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm going to, he literally said, I'm going to slip into something more comfortable and went into the bathroom and changed. And I remember <laughs> he Sarah, just came out in, in someone else's human skin. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. What the fuck? I remember Sarah and I looking out at the view of the city and, uh, her turning me and saying, um, I hope, I hope this joke is worth it <laughs> because, you know, as you know, Matt, cause you know me really well. Like I'm the type of person that if it's going to be a funny story, I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it gets a little out of control per this relationship. <laughs> but, you really, you um, really committed to the bit for like three yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like to a clinical level. <laughs> but, amazing. um, so yeah, he came out in some like basketball shorts and um, we just all hung out and it wasn't, it wasn't weird. I mean, it was super weird, but I mean, it wasn't like sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like a while later when I was no longer in a relationship, uh, he, he conned me into meeting up. <laughs> he conned you? What you mean? He was just texted you. Another cake? Uh, no, he, oh God, it's so, I sound like so dumb, <laughs> but he was like, oh, I need help with this nonprofit I'm starting. And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. This drunk Russian on the phone makes a valid point here. Yeah. They give, she gets some great lines in that as well. Like just, I, I always loved uh, that performance and you know, whatever. Like Irina's hot. I mean, that that too i was trying to be nice <laughs> no nah, she's so to, hot dude you had the austin smith the whole thing uh-huh. yeah like i like it wasn't just about the storyline for me i don't like the way that they make me look at her boobs all the time without showing her bush yeah, that's yeah, my, exactly <laughs> yeah it's like come on dude yeah but how are you gonna show her titties where... and not show the inside of her pussy <laughs> that's why i can't here see the inside of her pussy i want to see a camera in the cervix i want to know where that womb goes <laughs> Put it inside. I just love how, like, clinically horny he is. Yeah. I want to see a cervix. Her ovaries are showing. All right, I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> no, she, Irene is a, 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 I think, a fantastic character, and uh, also <laughs> a very hot. new character, which is horny, anatomically correct New York Post writer, yeah. Uh, yeah. demand demanding in a one sentence paragraph to know what that womb do. <laughs> <laughs> what that womb do? <laughs> hey, those flow. Worst tubes. thing about liberals, they're always trying to keep you from knowing what that womb do. <laughs> In real America, yeah. everybody knows that's like basically all they watch. That's all they watch. Videos of uh, yeah, just gynecological procedures. Uh, like that's a- deference. Yeah, that's French stuff. We call it come to. My mom was like, let's watch it together because we have codependency issues. So we do everything together. Sure. And uh, so this was a great episode with mom stuff. Um, and so I watched it. My mom is also extremely sex negative and, and like <laughs> wants you to know about it. So like every episode where there was like, you know, at the titty bar, like any kind of sex shoot. Oh, disgusting. You know, <laughs> and it's already yeah. awkward to watch sex with your parents. So oh, yeah. um, that's when I decided my strategy would just to tell her I hated The Sopranos, even though it was my favorite show. Oh, damn. And so just to uh, avoid would, watching it with her. Yeah, because I'd rather have died. Um, yeah. And so so I would tell I was like, I hate it's too violent. Like, I hate it. And she's like, oh, okay, the titties. You. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. And then it, as soon as she'd leave the house, I'd watch I'd watch it. So I was damn. secretly watching Sopranos as a kid. And then um, you're like, Ugh, I watched when it big again. pussy turns states evidence. My God. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, wait a no. second. How do yeah. you know yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, and then I rewatched it during COVID because, you know, home all the time. Sure. And it was really interesting to watch it as an adult. The main thing that was different for me was as a kid watching it, I remember Tony having sex with all these beautiful women and being like, I don't that is disgusting. Like who? Yeah, and then as an adult, I was like, I will die if I don't fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I exhume his body and reanimate it? Like, truly desperate. So I, much sex appeal. I, I, I got you're you're totally right. I got to admit, I like, obviously, I feel the same way, but not not in a not like a like a gay way, but like as when i first watched it i was like yeah who's fucking this guy but then uh, you know as i started getting older and getting a little bit more weight i was just like you know i kind of get it like he's got this domineering kind of like i don't know he's just like a he's got uh, a big bde which is big dad energy he's very he does he's very much a dad yeah big dawn energy and big dawn energy I like when the FBI agents are talking about Christopher and they call him tall, dark, and sociopathic. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, tall, Christopher? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know what you mean, tall, I, but... Yeah, didn't get that. 
I didn't get that. I never really understood the the people say tall, dark, and handsome all of the time, but I feel like that was a phrase uh, back when uh, like people when they said dark, they meant like someone a white person with just a little a little tan skin (laughs) yeah like i used to have a joke about that like tall dark and handsome like brad pitt get the fuck out of here here. (laughs) where is he dark at his balls yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i think the one thing that where it's off is that they made the politician have the be the one that has the conf the uh conscience at the end like mm. where uh like Zellman suddenly grows like the guy who's a New Jersey assemblyman, which basically probably like mainly only exists uh in order you know to do corruption, and then at the end right. of the episode he's like, "Don't you ever feel bad and then uh and then his buddy Maurice has to like tell him like, nah man, it's cool, uh someone else would have done this. I feel like that should have been the other way around like I don't yeah yeah it it is, but then again. Uh, I think I relate a lot to having guilt uh, over things and then asking my black friends whether or not my guilt is warranted. (laughs) (laughs) And I relate a lot to Maurice, just like, nah, fuck it, dog. It's all bad anyway. (laughs) We might as well get this money. Another overarching uh, storyline in this episode is uh, like the competing ethnic grievances, um, Mm. which leads into the big scene uh between hesh and his like cuban uh horse trainer (laughs) who we've never seen before and i have to admit there is part of me that goes like i love that the uh the stakes on this relationship don't matter it's literally just played for the jokes you know Uh what i mean because they have this fight and this fight would matter a lot more if you knew who the fuck ruben was and you know what their friendship (laughs) meant but instead they're like no 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 this is just for this is just for the jokes he's the guy it's just a gag he's just just, do it to set up a gag and he's the guy who we know well from stealing the armoire from kramer uh yeah And he also is the guy who said, who does not want to wear the ribbon? Isn't that, isn't <laughs> yeah, he the one? So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but we have a clip of, of the scene between Hesh and Ruben. It's Columbus Day protest, so we need somebody to make it go away. What's wrong with freedom of speech? Yeah? You know, my kid's talking about Columbus. He calls him a thief and a murderer. Well, they wiped out almost all of my people. Cubans are from Spain. Strictly speaking, they were Taino Indians who got raped by Columbus and the conquistadors. That's right, Ruben. Muon got Martin Luther King Day. What do we got? I can't say I don't have any sympathy for the red man. Why is that? Jews, because of their history, have common cause with the oppressed. That's right. Christopher Columbus was no better than Adolf Hitler. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Hitler? <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one who thinks so. You're talking out of your ass. Columbus and Hitler? You're trivializing the Holocaust. Frankly, Reuben, if you got that kind of covert anti-Semitism, I'd like you to leave my house. Anti-Semitism. That's right. Fuck you too, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great because he starts, but well, you know, Hesh points out that, uh, you know, Jews commonly take the side of the oppressed. uh, And then Ruben pipes up uh, that he hates Columbus because he identifies with the Taino Indians, which is Mm -hmm. (laughs) another fun uh, wrinkle in that scene. 
and then also like his fucking the the, the whole guys of like <laughs> like the the idea that like oh we we have common cause as jews with the oppressed and then someone's like uh tries to compare their oppression and he f- goes full adl and he's just like nothing compares to the holocaust which is like there are situations in which it's like obviously a a, a bad comparison but i'm pretty sure that the genocide of native americans is up there with the holocaust like the it's idea the that conversation it's you know? in the conversation <laughs> Wildly out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an insane thing to get offended about, and they just played it purely for laughs. Which, which well, he goes, I, hey, I because he goes. And there's also a really a- funny part. There's a really funny part earlier where they're watching on TV. It's like a, the Montel cameo, where they're having <laughs> yes. like a public issue show. About Same it. shit. Like, yeah. Montel is agreeing with the Italian guy, and then like the Italian guy is like, "When my when my ancestors came over from Sicily in the Middle Passage," and then immediately, uh-huh. once again, you like you step onto someone else's territory, and Montel right. is just like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a second, buddy." The That's Middle our Passage thing. refers to like the you yeah. know, Africans who were brought to the New World. Yeah, who braved the perilous Middle Passage? Whoa, to Middle Passage. That's the term for the slave trade. Montel, the, the, the Italian people in this country also suffered discrimination. Earth to fill. We're talking 300 years of slavery here. Yeah, and I, it, I like it's, the Hesh thing, yeah. though, because he not only, like, he not only says that it's an unfair comparison, he immediately says, like, you're being anti-Semitic by even making uh, the metaphor. <laughs> and the, Covertly I mean, he, as well. You're not yeah, even aware of you being anti-Semitic. It's just covert. Yeah, he yeah he immediately just is like, oh, you're a racist piece of shit for making the comparison. And it's just like, uh, and it's not a, uh, uh, honestly, it's not an unfair portrayal of a lot of, like, I think, older American Zionists in general. Because Hesh is a Zionist in, in the, uh, in Sopranos canon. He's like, uh, he's a, you know, they, I think they said, you should, don't ever talk to Hesh about giving back parts of Israel. Um, Which is also at- funny because... Another part of Hesh's character is that he's made a lot of his money by uh, taking the publishing royalties from black musicians <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's the perfect like distillation of kind of like, I would say an older Jewish American myth about uh, American Jews and our, um, you know, our, our love of the oppressed uh, and, you know, our our support of civil rights and whatnot, because it's like it's just this this myth that we keep dragging into any conversation that always ends with, which is why I think that black people need to calm down or which is why, you know, it's always well, like it's, ends with something it, racist. It's it's American exceptionalism. But like, like right. everybody's been in the story has been raised with this idea of American exceptionalism and they apply that to their old baggage from the old world. Yeah. Where it's like it's, they have these competing myths where it's like we have been oppressed, but we are also uh, exceptionally impre- oppressed. Like we are the only ones who have ever uh, suffered oppression. One thing that was mentioned in that clip was the fact that um, Tony says that his son has started talking badly about... <laughs> Another classic, oh, absolutely classic Sopranos moment. Oh, uh, just our favorite anytime boy. Anytime AJ gets a little bit of knowledge. Anytime. It's a very dangerous <laughs> thing. It's so funny. <laughs> When he's reading from Howard's Inn and he says, with 50 men, we could subgate them. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have <laughs> <Just> a... like... <laughs> they would make fine servants. With 50 men, we could subgate them. Subjugate. It's just one of those days! His history teacher, Mr. Cushman, is teaching your son that if Columbus was alive Mr. today, Cushbaum. he would go on trial for crimes <laughs> against humanity like Milosevic and, you know, Europe. So you finally read a book and it's bullshit. 
Tony. People thought the world was flat for crying out loud. <laughs> then he lands on an island with a bunch of naked savages on it. I mean, that took a lot of guts. You remember when we went to Florida, the heat, and those bugs? <laughs> well, like it took us to murder people and put them in chains. He was a victim of his time. Uh, who cares? It's what he did. Break your fucking face tonight! He discovered America is what he did. He was a brave Italian explorer. And in this house, Christopher Columbus is a hero. End of story. Come and get it! I love that because it just reminds me of those fucking signs that everybody has in LA where it's like, in this house, we believe in science. Like, I like that there's, there's an Italian version of that where it's, in this house, Christopher Columbus is a hero. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, in this house, uh, Christopher Columbus is a hero. Uh, psychiatry is a racket for the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, another part I really like about that one is like in, in, in defending Christopher Columbus. Um, yes. To, one of Tony's justifications is like, remember how hot it was in Florida when we stayed there? <laughs> it's a very brave thing for him to do to sail all the way across the sea to somewhere where it's hot. Can I tell you something, Tony? Don't pretend like I got a choice. The last year, I have been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with Furio. What? Every morning when he'd come to pick you up, I would look forward to it all night long in bed next to you. Those nights when you were actually in the bed. And he would ring the doorbell. I felt like my heart would come out of my chest. He would smile and we'd talk. And then you would come down the stairs. And I felt probably like someone who was terminally ill and somehow they managed to forget it for a minute. And then it all comes back. He talked to you all, poor you. He made me feel like I mattered. I think with like the, cause there's a scene later, the third big blow up, which was I think maybe my favorite of them in the, yes. the entertainment room. Where Tony literally does the fucking Adam Driver thing from Marriage Story. Yes. And which is, I mean, punching a hole in the drywall or whatever. But there is like, in the same way that I didn't, I don't really love later bound back. I don't know if that's going to get me in in trouble with either of you all. But Not at all. All right. Because like, I kept (laughs) thinking about how stagey and false yes all that shit is, even though I think that like Driver and even Scarlett Johansson are very good actors. Mm -hmm. It's just like. It's not, there's no heat. Like, they don't really seem very, they seem upset about things that are, you know, like, I guess dramatically the same as this, but otherwise, you can just tell they're sock puppets for a writer jerking off. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Talk about, like, too, like, flourishy language and all of that shit. What was his famous line in that where he's like, uh, you don't like that I fucked her? Uh, What does he say? No, he says something like, uh, you're tearing me apart, Scarlett Johansson. yeah, it was. It's like, gonna drive me crazy for the rest of the day. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's you shouldn't be mad that I fucked her. You should be mad that I had a laugh with her. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I had a laugh. I oh, is you laugh. having a laugh? I then? having a laugh. <laughs> you, I, I, you ain't having a laugh, <laughs> is you? What have you done out that woman? That's a, that's not a different bird. All right. Tony's trying to get the gabagool out, and you're like, you want the gabagool in it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can say that shit to him. Oh, you want some gabagool? Um, he's got my bread pie in the icebox, haven't you? <laughs> he got a bread pie in the icebox. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they actually call refrigerator. That sounds right. Cool. Yeah, 
<laughs> and obviously bread pie, famous British pie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but wish you would ask me for a loan, my friend. You I would say uh, this episode, I'd call it a solid B plus. Yeah, B plus, solid B plus. The solid, yeah, the solidest of B pluses. I mean, shit, I gotta go B plus. I have to give it a B plus. I'm gonna give it a B plus. And I give it five out of five flaming horses. Yeah, I think it's a solid B plus. I also landed on a B plus for this at 88. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. a per- that's a solid I mean, it's B plus. A number and a letter, Jade. Yeah, I'd say B plus. I had fun. I'm heavily leaning towards giving it a B plus. B plus, guys. All right, that's fair. It's a fair, fair but, grade. But inside, it's a yeah. C. Basically, my favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah, yeah, solid B plus. Solid B plus. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I see what we're doing here. What? <laughs> I would give it a high B plus. I guess. Okay. Let me yeah. Put it that way, sure. I would give it a yeah. bit as the high. Well. I would I would give it the A minus of B pluses. Let me put it okay. that. Okay, all right. <laughs> but so it's B- definitely a B plus. I think uh, uh, if we average out all of our scores, yeah, that's a solid B plus of an episode. <laughs> solid, solid B plus. Solid B plus. You, you know, you you're a you're a solid B plus guy. It's okay. You're you're a solid B plus guy. <laughs> Matt 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 Lieb, Matty boy, what is going on, babe? Hey, it's Aida Tutoro here. But you know that. No, I'm kidding. From The Sopranos. And so um, I got a message. I'm talking to Francesca, the beautiful and wonderful Francesca, who adores you. What a, what a catch. Huh, you guys? I could just see you two together. Just how, how adorable. How adorable are you? Anyway, so let's get down to something serious now. What is May 2nd? What? It's your birthday! That is so cool. I hear you have uh, a podcast. You have a podcast. Podcast, uh, podcast yourself a gun. Cool Close. name. I guess I think right about The Sopranos. Probably wouldn't do well on it because my memory is gone. But maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But happy birthday to you, Maddie boy. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. A little bit of... Happy birthday, Mr. Matt, yeah. Happy birthday to Matt. It's your birthday, baby. It's your birthday. Party like it's your birthday. Matt, happy birthday to you, Matt. Happy birthday to your Matt. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Matt. Bum, 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 bum. I just, um... Do you think I could I could borrow some money? <laughs> I, you think? Yeah. Anyways, please slurp our content at patreon.com slash broadcast. <laughs> broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next season, don't stop believing. Sudden you were mad at me, accusing me of infidelity.
infidelity And now you're trying to kick me out of my own kitchen Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.